Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out. If you haven't signed up by now, just just go sign up, okay? TheVentureOut.com. And I'm Bo. A wise man once told me never to brush your teeth and then drink orange juice. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. That's actually, good words. Yeah, that's good words. Yeah. It took me a while to learn that one. Did it really? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, that's, a, that's really like a one shot, <laughs> like lesson learned. Yeah. The stove is hot. <laughs> Don't touch it. Especially me, because I buy the ones with like extra pulp. Oh, I was like oh. toothpaste. <laughs> it took me a second to realize you were talking about the toothpaste thing. <laughs> pulp, Ugh. pulp in your toothpaste. That's gross. That's pulp, Ooh, pulp fiction. That's like, a that's a million dollar idea, guys. No, well, maybe. Yeah, citrus flavored. Toothpaste with real pulp. Who wants that? Like I'm, guaranteed I'm, I'm, to put crap in your teeth. All right, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can convince the public to say like, "Hey, pulp has been discovered scientifically to clean the teeth and prevent gingivitis." Yeah, it, is, yeah. it needs to be like some type of peroxide pulp or something like that. Like if you say it like that, then people peroxide buy it. pulp. Yeah, pulp oxide. Also, anything new people will buy, and then yeah. for like a week, and then they yeah. realize it's trash. You, I mean, you'll get rich in that week. There's like, natural water. Natural water is yeah. organic water. Yeah, organic. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. someone's selling <laughs> organic water. Uh, what's it? What's it? Alkaline water is a big seller. No, but the the, the organic water is <laughs> oh, you really, unfiltered, unpasteurized. Yeah, just someone. Oh, it's worse for you. Yeah, it has <laughs> it. It has the bacteria in it, mm. and people are no, buying it. No, they put the bacteria in it, man, to make it more. You know, ten percent now with ten percent more bacteria. <laughs> uh, tangent. Uh, there was a, a story that I read, and it kind of scared me because I am a uh, a father of a young child who plays outside. And there was a, a rugby uh, prominent, not a prominent. He was like a he was going to go into college for playing rugby. And he ate a slug on mm-hmm. a dare, mm-hmm. a raw slug, and he got what is called rat lungworm. And rat lungworm... I'm going to go out on a limb and say rat lungworm, bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and then he turned and, into... And I'm also uh, going to say the person who came with that name, not very inventive. <laughs> well, he, he opened up a rat and there was worms in the lung. He's like, oh, <laughs> I guess rat lungworm. Yeah. yeah. So... Didn't rat rat lungworm beat Rocky in the st- in the second? Half? <laughs> <laughs> thunder lips. Uh, well, so it, it's a it's a it's a nematode thing, and it gets into your brain. And he had his like limbs uh, didn't stop working, and then he died eight years later. Eight years? Yeah. And so I was I'm reading. It. Can, it's all over Florida. They can trace it to a a thing he ate eight years ago. Yeah. Like. Well, well, I think what he did was he ate it, and then like two days later, he was oh. like, "My arms." Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. suffer for I have, more years, and then he has meningitis kind of thing because your head swells up. So essentially, if you're out in the garden um, and you see a snail, don't eat it. It so, could have rat lungworm. And in Hawaii, they even say don't drink from the uh, hose outside, which I did that growing up as a kid. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'm I'm more likely to be like, "You're okay, drink it out of the hose," but. Uh, there's part of me that's like, uh, is that a different water source than like your it's like a slugs sink? could be inside of it? Yeah, oh. yeah. So they're out yeah, in the garden. Who knows what's in it? Yeah, yeah. and so that's what they say. A lot of kids yeah. in are in Florida. They just let them play out in the garden. Yeah. They go find the slug. They yeah. go, what so am I doing? I've put done it in my before, mouth. I've done before. They play in the dirt, you know. Kind of. I've done before. I had the hose and I put those uh, little spray nozzles on it. Yeah. So I twisted it on, turned the water, started spraying. Nothing came. I was like, what the heck's going on? I hear the water. Why is it all clogged up? Rat Open it up. There's a lizard in there. It's just dead now, drowned. Oh, I'm a good. 
Oh my goodness. You got lizard lungworm. <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, that's crazy. Also, just PSA out there. I guess kids eat slugs. I don't know. I was never that kind of kid. I didn't touch bugs. Well, I didn't French pick up slugs. lizards. Right. Yeah. Escargot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Have I had escargot? I don't yeah, think you I probably did. You probably it's did. just like butter, pretty yeah. much. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Oh, um, hey, the Junta. So it's welcome to the Junta show. <laughs> <laughs> it is Wednesday, November seventh, the day after the big midterm elections. Woo! Keyword midterm election music. <laughs> and the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. Oh man, profound, profound, profound. All right, so let's uh let's take a little bit of time up top here to talk about last night's election. Uh, we all got together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and watched the returns coming in. We live in Florida, yeah, a big swing state. Yep, I, I I threw the election party. You know, I had like all the balloons ready to go, the <laughs> confetti ready to be launched out of the bazookas. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and uh, we never did. It stayed in the bazooka. It stayed in the bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the receipt. <laughs> the bazookas are uh, not zooked. Yeah, and, and instead I uh, take out the tissue boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's no secret that I'm fairly liberal guy i typically uh support the democratic candidates and i got my hopes really high up for uh for mr gillum and uh mr nelson and miss abrams like so so here's i'll, I'll run beto beto in be- beto right so he, yep. I, I don't think we need to do like an election recap or whatever yeah. there's there's real podcasts that understand stuff real come on <laughs> come on but I, I will say my emotions going through it your emotions are real yeah i definitely had feelings so i put a lot of work into the florida campaigns <laughs> here <laughs> these things i i don't know what they were called feelings me feel <laughs> i had a i had a rat lung heart <laughs> wait rat heartworm <laughs> yep. Yep. yesterday so so as we were watching the results come in or whatever um i was kind of the only things i really knew to look for were like the, the beta o'rourke thing in texas and then the Florida governor and the Florida sent like my, my, my big things in Florida. So from my perspective, and Georgia, right? In, in Georgia too. Yeah. I was very invested in the Georgia race. My family's out there and also first black female governor. Like, Hey, yeah, big deal. So, so I was basically looking for four things. <laughs> uh, uh, Beto in Texas, just cause he was such a big name. Yep. Stacey Abrams in Georgia and then Florida Senate, Florida governor. And all four of those went down. So I was in, and, and I was also really caring about the felon voting amendment in Florida, which passed. So yeah. So hey, uh, one out of five. One out of five. Uh, calculate the math. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 we could argue the the really biggest thing we should have been rooting for is let's at least take back one arm of the government or one checks and balances of it, which we did. So at least we got the house. Yes. Well, so there's we, that. We so that half of an arm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we got the uh, yeah elbow down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part, man. That's, that's, and, and that's a big deal because. Uh, so is. yeah, in the grand scheme of things, at least we got that. And I think the problem was just like going into a um, blockbuster movie with a known Rotten Tomato score. We were already expecting certain something from that, yeah. so the night didn't hold any surprises for us, which is the other stuff. I got on top. surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was actually going to say, like the f- last night reminded me of, um, I would say like a sporting event. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I've. But I've you know watched sports grow up, and then you get you for six months. So in off season football, they talk about you know recruits, recruits do all this stuff, and then the rankings come out, 
and then you're like, okay, we're number four in the rankings, and we're going to play number 12, uh, you know, team or something like that. And then you get up there, you know, wow, we should win. And then you go, and you just get creamed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what happened? Well, it's not like we even got creamed. So disappointed. We yeah, lost right. by like two points all over the place. That was, yeah. Like, I was trying to think, I was like, would I rather have gotten destroyed? Or are these two-point losses? No, you uh, want the two points. You yeah, definitely not destroy. So. Yeah. The destroy would have yeah. sent a signal to the administration. They'd be yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Talk about emboldened. Well, I mean, in, and plus that just means that, I mean, unfortunately it means there's a lot of people out there who I would say it's kind of disappointing the, the character of the votes, but you can say that there's a whole lot of people that, you know, are of like mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can take heart in that at least. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are like mine, but like less than the people who are of opposite <laughs> mine. So that's not good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. So I I left uh, Johnny's place yesterday feeling pretty pretty down. Like yeah. I had just uh, yeah. got one one out of five things I was looking for. As usual, when you leave my house, <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably bring you down more than you bring me, me down. <laughs> But, you know, so then, you know, you have today to process things. You read the news or whatever. We did, the liberals or Democrats, whatever, did take the House. And then what the news stories I started seeing were all of the different, like, women yes. in, that, that got elected, women of color, the first uh, Muslim Native woman. American, the first yeah. Muslim woman, the, yeah. the youngest woman ever to be elected to Congress. All of these stories started yeah. kind of, like, seeping into my mind. And I was saying to myself, well, okay, these these are good stories. Openly like, gay governor. Yeah, openly gay governor. Like yeah. all of this diversity seeped in in, the, in these troubled times. Yeah. And then that, that narrative kind of t- took over my mind yeah. versus with, with good feelings versus the bad feelings I had. And so like I'm kind of coming away from it like, one, it's a big deal that, that, that we took the house back. And then two, all of the, the different diversity and, and other positive items that that popped up last night and then some of the, the good ballot initiatives like uh medical mar- i mean recreational marijuana came up in michigan and passed so shout out to my friends up there who are uh in the upper peninsula <laughs> as they say uh yeah so I, I think as it stands now a day later i feel much better about it than i did the night of good yeah i i think one of my takeaways upon reflection of this election is similar to 2016, which is there is a wide swath of people in America that believe a certain way. And for us to all unify and move towards the future together, this is going to take more empathy. I know you disagree with that one, Lance. No, no, I'm very big on empathy. I just don't uh, think that it's a good idea to unite with terrible people. Not saying everybody is terrible. I will always go back to the analogy of like this is the family. Yeah. As terrible as a brother or a sister is, they're still part of the family. You can't get anywhere without the family, so you're gonna have to find some way without respect to make that. You work. have a brother you never talk to. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's true. That's true. He is a brother in the in the family. Yeah. You know? And my mom's a glue right now for that. She's what? She is the glue for that right oh. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I'm fine with, I think the, so I, I've looked at the situation or whatever, and for a certain su- subject, uh, segment of the population, not all by any means, but I, like everybody says, we need to come together as a country. That, that People keep saying that, like it's a good thing. And I'm like, no, I don't need to come together with some of these bad people out there. 
like these these there's a lot of white nationalists out there there's a lot of nazi people we saw them in charlottesville we saw them in other places or whatever and i like those i am not trying to unite with those people they're trying to unite against me and screw them and and let's not confuse what i'm thinking it's not those people i'm looking to Mm -hmm. unify with either (laughs) all right it's not those people Mm -hmm. but there is i I refuse to believe half of the voting nation are white supremacists openly like that there's something else driving that and those are the people i want to get to know more I saw a study that said that there are 11 million people in the United States that have this essentially the same belief set as the alt right. So the United States is what two, three hundred million? Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, three hundred million. Yeah. And a hundred million people voted. 100, uh, over uh, 110, 116 or something million people voted this election. I think one hundred sixteen. I thought it was like one hundred and two or something like that. Okay, I thought it was. Well, so let's so it's a three hundred sixty million people total, including babies or whatever. Yep. So let's say that 100 million people... Including are, Parker. <laughs> including Parker. So, so let's take uh, the low end of the votes. So I think in the presidential, there was 120 million that voted or whatever. Okay. So it's 100 million that voted in the midterm. I would say the 11 million who are alt-right people are clearly politically active, since they have enough beliefs to think about that or whatever. I don't know about that one. That's, I'm not sure. Let's call it 70% then. So well, let's, let's say... 70% of them voted? Uh, I, I think... I think close to 100% of them voted. Wow. But I think I, I'll handicap it for the purpose of this conversation and say 70%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's sure. no there's no reason that the the white supremacists can be just as lazy as, uh, you know, some of the, the Democrats who didn't vote, you know? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. they go to these meetings. You know how much work it is to, to make one of those hoods? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah, stop by Joann's, <laughs> maybe look for a coupon. They so, always have those 40% off coupons. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta wait for them. So 7% of the, uh, the electorate, <laughs> you know, is, is all right. That's... Yeah significant you know so i'm fine with, and, I, and i'm fine with writing them off like and i think that the proper th- way to handle that is to defeat them electorally and like not compromise not not uh give them half the money for the wall <laughs> not like only not o- only restrict half the immigration like nope n- n- not compromise with them uh i think don't unite yeah i mean i think if they're uh such a small uh portion of the united states and i think it's big i was I, I was saying look how horrible it is it's big and you're like oh it's small well, I mean, if you have seven percent, that means you have ninety percent of the rest of the everybody, right? I, I, well, okay, but like if this is the thing that they say actually, but like if seven percent of your skittles were poison, whatever, you wouldn't really uh, eat the skittles. You know, I was thinking about that analogy the other day. I don't like that analogy. <laughs> that analogy I was taught when I was younger, oh, really? right? Yeah. So that analogy is an old church analogy, right? Hmm. And um. Skittles, like, what does the, the church use? Uh, well, it was just, it, they would just say poison, right? So they'd be like, you know, how how much of, uh, would you drink if you, if I put a drop of poison in it, you know? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't take the poison by itself, but if I put it in, you know, your drink, you still wouldn't drink it because now the whole drink is poison. But poison is about dosage, right? So it's kind of like this, you know, as you get older, you kind of think about it. And I'm like, well, you know... If there is a a little bit of bad, it depends on how much it is in proportion to everything else. Like no matter what it is, I guess officially alcohol is poison. Yeah, takes yeah. takes a sip. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I've got some quotes here from a uh, from a president that uh, maybe is very apt in this time right now. Okay, I'd like to read to you, and then maybe you guys can guess which president it is. Oh, good, oh, good. I'm, I challenge myself to get this. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> we can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. Oh, we will be united in our common interests. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not van- vanish without a fight. 
We're going to live on. We're oh. going to survive. Independence Day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering. About I was like. I was like. I'm really moved by this. <laughs> Wait. I don't know this. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, right. uh, I will unite with the white supremacists against aliens. What? <laughs> the space aliens. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, cut that out of the dialogue. Right. I know, right? <laughs> when I'm running for president, <laughs> that, uh, that clip gets played in uh, yep. the black church. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, Is it time for the hot take, or should we uh, cut yeah, to another segment? Yeah, nah, let's, let's move on to hot take. Okay, so. <laughs> but, uh, hey, well, hope, hopefully, you know, you got out there and voted. And for God's sake, or goodness sake, people in Florida, your vote matters. And if I talk to one more person when I'm knocking doors oh, man. who thinks their vote doesn't matter in this freaking swing state. I was at Publix. <laughs> the cashier rang, rang me out and asked her, hey, so you going to vote? She's like, no, probably not. I was like, why? Is there any reason? You know, she's like, well, you know, I just don't know what's going on. And I don't know what, what the issues are. I'm like, well. There's lots of easy websites that like <laughs> yeah. just present the data to you. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, really? There, there are like, <laughs> there are websites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, like you're an 18 year old. You should know all these things right here. I'm like, yeah. But there's a line behind me, so I was like, oh man. If there wasn't a line. I would spend there a couple minutes, like trying to talk to her. But yeah, it, like, in my mind, the, the best version of me, like Lance in Earth Two, spends the next two years finding a way to educate people. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like mm-hmm. trying to do it th- th- two weeks before the election, <laughs> <laughs> no. and just wanting to beat my head against the wall. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we're going to uh, get into our first set. I guess our first official segment. Yep. Hot tech news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. So, in pseudo election related news, uh, are you guys familiar with the uh, journalist and she was kind of a sports commentator, Jamel Hill? Nope. Is she was she an ESPN anchor? She was an ESPN that, anchor. That um, she took over uh, one of the primetime television spots, right? Yeah. And then she got into a row with Trump. Or yeah, she's too woke for ESPN. Okay. Is, yeah. is, the, is the bottom line, and she moved on, and now she's got like a deal with uh, LeBron James's production company. So that's the b- bottom line for her. She's a black woman, mm-hmm. former sports commentator, super woke. So she uh, she was removed from the Florida voter rolls for tweeting that she had moved to California. So apparently she has a home in Orlando, and she was registering registered to vote in Orlando. She's voted in Orlando. I'm looking for her now, by the way. Hey, Jamel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she tweeted that um, – uh, here's a tweet. Going to be completely transparent here. So I just moved to L.A. this week, but yet I'm flying to Florida tonight because that's where I voted since 2005. I came for early voting because of this. So then she went to go vote in her normal polling place or whatever by her home, yep. and she finds out that she had been removed from the voter rolls. And then, like the super, the an election official called her and told her that we removed you from the voting rolls because of a tweet you po- you posted, and, and, and insanity, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. Like it, it's like it's so granular that they're trying to remove people from the voting rolls that you would do it for a tweet. Like who even right? Had, right. And, and is, then is that in the protocol? Kind of you know? Then the regulations like. If you find it on their Instagram, if they hashtag it, if, you know, it's like, what and, the since heck? When, and since when is a tweet a like, a, like official communication? Official communication. First of all, everything I tweet is a parody. I don't mean any of that stuff. <laughs> 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 all right. So if you're coming for me, if, if job or, or FBI is coming for me, all of that stuff's a joke. That, that, that academics guy is a, is a character I'm doing, like Borat. <laughs> so, um, no, no, I just thought that was crazy. Uh, all right. And uh, in other ballot related news, uh, California voted to keep daylight savings time permanent. 
and I am. Oh, so no changing. No changing. That's I was thinking about the other day. I was like, why the fuck do we still do this? Stupid. So, so a, a minor thing or whatever. So I was out knocking doors trying to get people to vote. Uh, and then the daylight savings changed like that Sunday. And then it got dark super fast. And I was like in, in a very urban neighborhood just trying to get people to vote. Yep. And it got real dark. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I'm like an hour earlier. So I, was, I don't know. I didn't like that. Uh, so Arizona and Hawaii already are on year round same time. Okay. And uh, smart. Yeah. I personally would do away with all time zones. That's a little hobby horse I have. What? How would you do away with all time zones? Why would you do that? Why do we have them? It's stupid. Well, th- there's a reason people have them. No, it's stupid. No, but there's a there's a real reason people have them. No, no. Well, I'm sure there is, and I'm sure it's stupid. Like, oh, it, it, everybody benefits from thinking that everybody else in the world wakes up at 6, 6 a.m. Well, there, there, people didn't have time zones until like the 1800s. Well, it, it was better back then. Everybody knows Lance yeah. thinks that the world was much better in the 1800s. <laughs> when, they, when they came up with the time zones. Okay. Why do they have them? Uh, trains. I think trains would run better if you knew that the train was going to be at place X at 500 out at five o'clock yeah. and five o'clock meant the same thing around the whole world <laughs> instead of I, I, now yeah. you, you tell me the train will be here at five o'clock. I got to ask you which five o'clock. Well, that's what this is exactly why. Cause they would, cause people wake up and they'd be like, well, I wake up in the morning and I eat lunch at noon and then, you know, the sun revolves or the earth, you know, rotates around and noon is at different times. And so then the, the train would arrive no, at noon. No, no, And then the sun is at, the sun is at it'd maximum be middle night. The sun is at the maximum height at different times, but it, under Lance's system, King Lance's system, yeah, noon is noon. There's one noon, yeah, and maybe some people get the sun at maximum height at midnight, and some people get the sun at maximum height at six a.m. Yeah, but, but you mentioned how hard that is to communicate. No, it's it's much easier. No, it's not because it'd be uh-huh. like, dude, let's go party at noon. Yes. And it means the same thing across the entire world. No, because I'm going to think you're nuts. You're like, really? You go drinking at like maximum peak sunlight time for the first. Who light, does that for the first twenty or thirty years? Yes, people will die, and it, <laughs> 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 but in the end, it'll be much better. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to think of like if you're like, yeah, I'm going to California to have some lunch, uh, and then you get there and. You don't know when to eat lunch because yeah. when is lunch? So, but the thing is, lunch, you, lunch is lunch is when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay, what time? I guess you're gonna go. But the so, thing, it's right. more crazy to me that you that you leave for California yeah. at at three p.m. and you get there at yeah. three p.m. So hold on, hold on. <laughs> that's the stupid thing. So so according to our friend Kevin, then it's always lunch. <laughs> well, yes, that's so what you're saying. He's, he's, a, he's a big eater. <laughs> Skinny oh. guy. Though. <laughs> Look, so th- a couple things I would do when when I when I usurp power. All right. Okay. Mandate recycling, metric system, and I'm getting rid of these damn time zones. Oh, oh, man, I can't. I'm not coming. with you. On the right, right, right. By, by the way, it. you you can live with this non time zone thing. It's called GMT. Yeah, exactly. It's already there. It's already there. So just use it. Yeah, but uh, you have to say you, GMT you, plus six. No, you no, don't. don't. You say GMT. That's it. I, okay. I'm I'm instituting yeah. Zulu time. I don't call it. <laughs> I'm call it Wakanda time personally. Yep. But I think it's better. Nobody's got doing a ma- you set a meeting for somebody who works in a different state or whatever. You're all confused about which time zone it is or whatever. None of that, buddy. You set that meeting at two o'clock. And everybody knows what two o'clock is. Alright. Well what's the what is the central uh so is it Greenwich Mean Time? That is the that's where uh your one clock in the world is, right? No, the one clock is somewhere in Africa. Oh. I'm running things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I'll probably just use the actual official GMT. It's already there. Yep, and and it's there for a reason because it's a good idea. Yeah. It's just not taken over. So I challenge you to communicate to all your friends in GMT time for now on. 
Look, I told you this is a twenty or thirty year project. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's better. It's, okay, it's wasting all my time here. <laughs> yep. uh, oh, senior citizens are replacing teenagers as fast food workers. <clears throat> uh, do you want dyes with that? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about like someone just dies there? <laughs> yeah, they're old. Oh, I used to work with a. I used to work at fast food. And I worked with an old lady. I'm sure she was nice. Yeah, she was, and um, she would always uh, when she would make the little um, they're like little tiny. Uh, what fast food treats place? is McDonald's, mm. and they like non work related treats. Like she would bring cookies into. No, the no, employees? they were like work related treats. I don't, I don't remember exactly what kind of treat it was, but it was like a, like a cream puff thing, and you put a cherry on there. Um, and I remember she always would remark that they look like nipples or something. <laughs> hey, yeah, I would love to work with a dirty old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she it like, this looks like nipples. <laughs> Back in the seventies, <laughs> you're a handsome young man, a strapping young lad. I fry my potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I don't know if uh, I want to know where that is. <laughs> so, they're, so they're saying that basically, old people uh, don't have as much retirement money as they used to, or whatever. And uh, also, I don't know if they ever had a lot of retirement money. Right? Uh, there were pensions way back in the day. Well, I, I don't know about that. I think what you did was you lived with your kids, right? I don't think that was a big thing that was coming. I think that was a very big thing. I think people had. I'm sure, well, I think that was the thing. Okay, well, that's not what we're arguing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what he's arguing. Uh, so basically, like these fast food companies and, and and like the honey baked ham and McDonald's and other places are going to the senior home, senior, senior citizens like the VA and all those places, yep. actively recruiting to get old people to work at their at their companies. That's great. I think somebody's should, watching them. He, they get interaction. They get a sense of purpose in life. So, so I was looking at this story like it's it's bad where old people should be relaxing in their time. They're working because they don't have enough money. But the, the article said that a lot of them are bored in retirement and right. human interaction yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. But the ones that are doing it because they need to, I don't like it. Yeah, well, that's the same uh, analogy applies to strippers. Then. Oh, no, no, no. They're, uh, I'm not they're, sure. They're really. public servants. Look <laughs> <laughs> how fast you two are like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on there, Johnny. I think, was, I think Bo was disagreeing with my other thing and then caught, got caught up in your stripper tsunami. Yeah, yeah. So tsunami. repeat the stripper tsunami. <laughs> Which is the stripper? Well, it's like, like strippers. Like the ones who want to do it for a sense of purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're <laughs> okay. fine. For but, the money. But the ones who need the money and are like, uh, whatever, starving and such, those are the ones we should be like, hey. Tipping, tipping more. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You like the starving ones. I'm the one that like the starving ones. <laughs> 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 I'll cut that out. <laughs> you do like the well-fed ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think uh, if if a senior citizen has to work at McDonald's. I mean, you you look at that as kind of sad, right? But you know, I'm trying to think is that is that somehow you know they've had their whole entire life to prepare for retirement, mm-hmm. unless some tragedy has beset them, right? Mm-hmm. Is is it something that you know, I mean, you know, but, I guess you feel bad for it, but I, I'm trying to think, like, is that... But I don't. I, I think if I saw an old person working at McDonald's, like, hey, great for you. That's fantastic. No, yeah. that, that's that's the American capitalism thing that they want you to think. Oh, Like, you, you, life is more than just work. You should be spending that time doing what you want. Like, you've worked your entire life, and now you're going to... Just, Die at McDonald's, but, but like that's that that is a horror story. But but here's the thing. Here, here's the reality, right? When we tasty all get one. old, we, that? a tasty one. <laughs> <laughs> when we all get old, we still need a sense of purpose, and it's yes. very hard to get that when you're decrepit. Everybody's <laughs> faster and more agile and younger than you, and mm-hmm. getting all the yeah. opportunities and such. It's gonna be really hard to find those 
sense of purpose and the sense of companionship too. So I think in that light, when I see an old person in McDonald's, if I ever walked into McDonald's, I'd be like, that's great. I'm glad you're getting some sort of getting out there, greeting people, having a sense of purpose. I mean, is it the greatest sense of purpose? Just like a Walmart greeter? No, but hey, not everybody is blessed to have a good circle of friends and a big family one day, you know? So yeah, do you got to do? I I I may grow up alone with nobody in my life, so I'm going to need to do something. To the ones that are doing yeah. it because they want to interact with people, that's fine. I think there are, yeah, are like better the ways. <laughs> I think there are better ways of doing it. Like we, I read a story a couple weeks ago, yep. where in in London they have a minister of loneliness that they mm-hmm. that it's a new position, and that guy's job is to I don't know be the McDonald's <laughs> for old people yeah. of okay. of, the, of the UK. Yeah, and I'm I'm more focused on the ones that yes. And and so and both to, to what you were saying, mm-hmm. like uh, they had their whole life to get ready for for their old age, and they and they didn't, so it's on them. I, I I'm more inclined to think that, or to have sympathy for people that struggle their whole life and then end up not ready to not work anymore in their old age. Okay, I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a failing on their part so much as they grew up in a system that didn't allow them to properly. Uh, save up. There's some people that don't or whatever, but I think you know we as a society could and should be doing more for our people in general to help them in the event that they end up in a situation where they need some help in their old age or or when they're sick or when they're young and poor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll take that silence as agreement. Yep. Glad I. (laughs) Uh, I think I think I'm way over my time here, Uh, but everything's crazy. There's a couple things I want to talk about I'll bring up on the next show. So I'll go ahead and call it. That's the Hot Take News. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. And uh, we'll be right back after this. And welcome back, folks. I'm Johnny. I'm Lance. And I'm First Officer Bo. Oh, Science Officer Lance. All right. For duty. <laughs> Don't let that ever happen again. <laughs> Science officer Lance, we'll bump you back to Ensign. Aye, aye. <laughs> and with that, let's enter the captain's radio room. Cue the theme music. <laughs> first speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied. Change is all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. So today's conversation is really about conversations. Mm. Oh, hey. Well, there you go. So meta. (laughs) You want to set up that... uh, Situation getting bow a little bit, just get, just just a little bit to get the audience into the zone of like, what is the purpose of a conversation? Uh, well, so I, I guess I was thinking of, uh, you know, I think we were talking about the purpose of human interaction, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And when we talk a sl- to a each slow other, go, uh, t- uh, slow motion effort to get sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you can say that that probably is the ultimate. You know, if you you know backing up the ultimate. Uh, point of life is to keep life going i guess right oh yeah there you go that'll clean it up for me a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> so talking about conversation i think we were talking about how you know a lot of our conversation is not um 
just a, a sh- an even exchange of ideas, but m- kind of uh, us trying to influence another person's uh, thought and behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think we were trying to, uh, what is it, F- find the middle ground there. Yes. Right? As you say it, though, so I think even in the conversations I have with somebody with whom I disagree, yeah. I I think that if I were to change their mind, I think I view that more as like a happy byproduct of the discussion more than my goal. I, I think I've disabused myself with the notion that you're really going to change most people's mind by having a discussion with them. So I think I'm just more there to... Uh, so so to, what is the goal? Yeah. I enjoy just yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard this podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Haven't you been yelled at by me? <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. I think so. And I guess there's different kinds of conversations, yep. right? There's a conversation where I see Bo and I'm like, hey, Bo, l- let's catch up. Let me understand what's going on in your world right, right. now. Informational. Inform- oh, informational with the goal. Uh, I think the goal when I see you f- it for the first time in a week would be to, to 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 get information about what's going on with you, and also to like to to recharge my friend battery with the guy who I who I'm close with. Okay. Yeah. So you know to break it down and like a robot talks about human interaction or whatever. I'm like <laughs> I need to in- make 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 friendship points with both. Yes. Uh, or or Johnny, and but I, but I think uh, more salient to what we were talking about earlier, like when I'm having a conversation with somebody I disagree with about a topic on which we disagree, I think. For the most part, I, I'll go ahead and own that I, I'm I'm trying to to get my point across because I like to feel like I got my point across. And mm-hmm. Like, but then also I think a good amount of it, not 100, percent but a, a a good amount, like an amount I'm proud of, is me trying to understand where they come from. I, and I, I say this all the time. Like as an adult, I've met a lot of people I disagree with or whatever, especially in Florida. And I'm like, these are smart people. Like these people have degrees. They are uh, engineers, et cetera, et cetera. But they have looked at the, lived their life and came to the world with a viewpoint about stuff that is 180 degrees out of sync with mine. Who is also smart? How did that happen? And I seek to understand that. And then I get there and say, oh, okay, it's some BS. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. <laughs> and I think that's good for various reasons. <laughs> uh, so I'm thinking in my head, you're like, conversation. Mm-hmm. requires openness. I, I think a good conversation to me is the more open you are, the better it is. Define open. O- open being um, keeping it real, right? So if I ask you, uh, hey, how's it going? You say, good. Right? Like, that didn't tell me anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd be going a little more in depth on that. Like, it's good because, oh, hey, I uh, went on a first date this weekend. It's like, oh, all right. So that you're you're uh, being trusting with me with this information. You're going to be vulnerable because you've you know now I'm going to know that you went on a first date. Now I'm going to ask you more about that stuff, and maybe it's embarrassing in some parts. Maybe it's funny in some parts. Like is that is that openness? It's, it's the, okay, first of all, it's neither embarrassing nor funny. It's uh, super sexy and romantic. <laughs> all right, so let's get that straight. <laughs> that's what these dates are like. <laughs> all right, that's not my date. <laughs> my dates are definitely awkward and. Not funny, uh, but those are some of the best ones. Though <laughs> I assume I wouldn't know. You know, so I, I think that I think that's the difference. Where the reason why the three of us are such close friends is because when we talk, we keep it real. We just open it up, and we just leave it out there. Right? There's you're, a, you're really good about that, Johnny. Like I, my instinct is to not do that, <laughs> and and 
That's why, that's, that's why I locked the door when you walked in. I was like, you're not going anywhere, man. Yeah, so I, I would say the friendship I've, I've uh, gained with you over the years or whatever has kind of shown me the benefits of doing that with people. And so thank you, right. I guess. Uh, and um, Thank you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, that was a good session. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, I'm still trying to make sure I understand what you said there. In my mind, when I meet people. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a new person? Like a new person. Like So if I meet a brand new person and I feel like they're guarded, it makes me guarded. And it makes that conversation suck. Okay. Right? Yeah. You, but, but, but you go into detail with, with new people? Like you want you you bring up personal stuff with new people? Somebody's gotta go first. Nope. <laughs> do you, do you, oh, I don't open first. up the new people. You'd have to be super cool. Like the last person I thought was like that cool when I met him was I don't know, maybe maybe my buddy in Chicago. Like it's been a while since I met somebody and I was like, nah. I don't know. It's rare that I meet somebody and I'm like, Oh, I've I have clicked with this person on first meeting. I'm going to like yeah, yeah. It's kind of tough because usually I kind of have like some conversation starters in my hip pocket, and it usually revolves around sports because that's pretty. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't use that on me. Well, I, I know, like, like, so, <laughs> like uh, when I used to meet my my ex girlfriends. My ex girlfriends. When you used to what? My when I would meet my ex girlfriends, oh, friends, mm. husbands, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like it's like what's up, what's up, uh, and then they like. Man, yeah. the, the Niners got a game this week. I'm like, Fuck. how about them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this, is, this is this is not going. <laughs> well, it is it is kind of tough because you got to uh, like play that Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I think when you first meet someone, right, you want to gauge where you are in that spectrum of open versus guarded, right? And so you kind of throw out something kind of like a sterile conversation topic. So you, you go into and you say. Hey, how about those Niners? And then they turn to you, the person turns to you and you're just like, man, I took the, the hugest dump. I shouldn't eat all that chili. Uh, too fast. He's willing too to sh- fast. He's willing to share. He's willing, yeah. <laughs> no, but, then you, but you gotta know like... But I think you raise a good point. It, yeah. it's, been, it's been said that the small talk is the glue in the foundation of relationship where in order to build that core foundation, you gotta have some small talk to kind of like at least reference to have a gauge of like, okay, this is a normal person. This person is not some weirdo that's going to be like off the wall, you know. So, yeah. So, the small talk kind of builds that layer of comfort. Like, okay, this person knows how to communicate. This person is is into normal type hobbies and so forth. And then we can go from there. Yeah. But I do try to escalate that and push that boundary. Why? Like, why would a new person with the goal? I don't think my goal when I meet a new person is to become close with them necessarily. And this might be the very definition of extrovert and introvert maybe where like – if I'm going to, again, time is very valuable. So if I'm going to spend the time exchanging this dialogue with you, I want it to be worthwhile. I want it to be interesting. I want to get to know you. You get to know me. And therefore, I will find more intrinsic value in this conversation. Okay, let's ground so this. That let's, let's, let's ground this. Or yeah. you're, you're, yeah. We're at a house party. Um, house party. What kind of music's on? Is it JT? <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Sure. Drake. Okay, JT, Man in the Woods, go. Okay, so like uh, some of our mutual friends are having a thing. And then we're going over there, and a bunch of their coworkers and stuff are there. These are new people to, to, to you. Okay. Yeah. And so when you meet this new person, mm-hmm. your 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 gear that you start off with with this new person seems like a nice enough person or mm-hmm. whatever, is to try to turn them into a friend. Try to have an engaging conversation with them. Engaging conversation. My, my goal is to, I think for the most part, is to just like get through the day (laughs) (laughs) just like just just do the the, if if they're cool i'll go from there but like my goal with the person is to just be like uh interact 
at a human-like level. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Until it's so time it goes to go. Your, <laughs> so it goes through your head. Okay, okay, Lance, be human. Okay. Yeah, like like <laughs> get in there, crack a couple jokes, move to the next person. <laughs> just just do enough to to be like, okay, like you've interacted. Now, if these yeah. pers- if the person is cool or whatever, if like I'm in talking to them and then I, I I catch something in the conversation that lets me know. Yeah. Oh, you this share per- interests. Yeah, I share interests, or this person is mm-hmm. like smarter than average, or like nerdier than average, or whatever. Something I like, then I will kick into that gear. But yes. I don't start there, though. Well, I, I don't know. We're too dissimilar here. I think maybe a slightly going in expectation is a little different. Where if I'm going to this party, I've already made the conscious decision. Like, okay, let's turn on the game. Let's turn on the extrovertness. Let's let let's let's do this. And therefore, I'm in the hopefully in the mental mode to. Okay, let's go have this engaging conversation. I'm not saying they're going to all be best friends, but I hope to at least get a interesting conversation out of this person that, you know, let's understand where this person comes from, what makes them tick a little bit. Doesn't mean we're going to get along, but at least I'll get something out of this conversation. And hopefully they get something out of the conversation. You know, well, as he's saying that, I'm remembering yeah. he does this. He, yeah, this is, a, he's not lying. <laughs> not that he ever really does, but yeah, I re- you do this. And when you do it, I'm trying to think if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think I think it does throw some people <laughs> off. No, you're right. I, it does throw some people off. Some people are like, "Oh man, you're really asking some serious questions here." I'm like, "Well, why not? A, I may never see you again, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. Right? And B, if we do see each other again, then hey, at least we'll have a little stronger foundation to go off of." Yeah, I think I, for the most part, enjoy the conversations. Like with the person's game or whatever. I think for the most part, it ends up being a, a net good. So, yeah. so Johnny's Johnny's okay there. Yeah, all right. I'm good with this. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, so that's a conversation topic. Just meeting people, right? Um, I think specifically, we were wondering how do you have a conversation with someone that you either know or perceive that you're going to disagree with, right? Oh, um, is that even a conversation? Well, uh, that's a good thing to talk about. I think yeah, yeah. I think you know, in we just had an election, you know, yep. yeah. so everybody says you should be having this conversation with people you disagree with, so you can. Understand and come again. <laughs> Why are you using that voice? Because it's BS. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I do it. I, like I'm the guy that does it. So yes. you know, to the extent that I do think it's BS, I'm also I'm so, on the front lines of this war. <laughs> so, so Bo, I, I think it's not just the. Do you have a conversation when you have a uh, differing opinion? Is do you keep having that conversation when you believe they've stopped listening, or that you have stopped listening? I, I think. At the point, I guess I'm, I'm interrupting, but at the point when I realize that they're arguing in bad faith or that they're just like giving yeah. me talking points or whatever yeah. and not really trying to go anywhere with right. it, I'll, I'll shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. No, total agreement. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I, I always try to figure out like if I am trying to convince someone, right, I try to find a way around their defenses, you know, if I can. So, so like you're trying to convince somebody to do a modification on drawing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You would try to what now? I would try to get around their defenses, right? Yeah, so I yeah. would say something uh, to the effect to be like, okay, you know, you did a lot of good work, right? Uh, but for my purposes, I would like you to uh, make some adjustments. I don't have, uh, if if I use your the way, it will work. But, you know, for me to use it and to see things clearly, I would like you to change a couple things. Would you be willing to do this? No. You son of a <laughs> <bitch>. <laughs> And scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Good job, gang. All right. I don't think that accomplished anything. No. <laughs> See, that's my whole point. <laughs> it never does. Well, man, I think that is, that's my struggle. So, right. how about we do the reverse role here, okay? Okay. Okay. So, 
I'm going to ask you for a modification on a drawing. Yeah. And and you be the guy. Okay. Right? Oh, do you want me to act like the guy or act like myself? Act like the guy. Really, really <laughs> put yourself in that person's shoes and really try to be that person. Are you just 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 feel it? His toes burst out the. I mean, I I understand. <laughs> I know what I know what the whole reason is. You know, I mean, it's not like it's this. Uh, it's too hard to to think. Uh, he did some work. He doesn't want to change it. You know, and that's that. He so. Why do you think it needs to be changed? Well, so if I'm going to be using it and I want to use it for my purposes, right? I'm like, I'm being like, hey, can you adjust a couple of things? So, you know, when I use it, it's not going to affect your, the way it is. I just wanted, so I can, so I can see my, uh, the drawing a little differently. How many hours of work are you trying to ask this guy to do? Uh, I don't know. Maybe 40 minutes at the very most. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that guy's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It's. It's, it, Were you wearing your green shirt when you're asking him this? No. Oh, well, there's your problem. Yeah. Geniuses wear green. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I struggle with uh, presenting a clear and concise argument to people mm-hmm. of why certain things. Maybe you just go to his I desk and stand over him. <laughs> well, <laughs> in case you hadn't noticed, I'm bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's it's a real struggle to me that you know I come up to someone and you know I kind of want to <clears throat> be like you know I'm a competent engineer or competent worker or whatever you know I do this uh, this and that um, and let me convince you of why I'm going to do it a certain way and when I start going down that path I inevitably see their eyes glaze over <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell that I've completely lost them and then I just and then I then I start getting like why am I even having this conversation <laughs> why even try. Yeah. Well, persuasiveness is a a good skill to have there. So, <laughs> yes, I and know. I don't have it. So. Yeah, maybe maybe take these chances to to practice. <laughs> I don't. I wonder if I have it. I think if I worked on it, I could probably do it. But I, I don't. I don't really try that much. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, if people want to do something, they'll do it. Otherwise, I'll. Well, so so, so since we're on this topic, kind of, I took okay. a training class oh, yeah. last week on building networks and partnerships. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. That kind of talks about something. So I'll, I'll just quickly highlight a couple. Uh, takeaways from it and maybe it helps us here so you know it's all about trust so how quickly can we build this trust it's always a challenge yeah um so some key takeaways to do that is um darn acronyms avoid bad conversations bad is an acronym b stands for blame stop don't blame a stands for attacking their identity such as phrases such as well you know if you really think about it that's attacking the identity that implies that hey you didn't really think about it. Yep. You know, so avoid stuff like it's that. Not identity. <clears throat> like you said, that's dumb. Or you're dumb. That's identity. Well, that's too, uh, too in your face, kind of. You know, so people are using. You're a dinglehead. So, like, we actually brainstorm about this. Like, well, if you really think about it, or um, I guess I, your identity as a person that thinks. Yeah. I, okay, I think I'm being semantic about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, Lance, I would do it this way. It implies that I know more than you, right? So another one is. Lance, to tell you the truth, like, what does that mean? Have I been lying all this time? Now I, I'm going to tell you the truth? I assume so. Exactly. <laughs> so these are all bad things to use, so got to watch out for that. Or somebody says, well, the smart thing to do is, what does that mean? I've been doing the dumb thing all, all, all the time or something? You know, so there's a little phrase like this that can put people mm-hmm. on the defensive immediately in a conversation. All right. So, and then <clears throat> something I really liked was this concept of equivalent dependency okay 
right? Equivalent dependency. Equivalent dependency. That's the it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. That's what you're trying to establish. Called it. All right. You want the equivalent dependency. You want each other to depend on each other. Because if, in this case, your situation there where you're asking the person to modify the drawing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the person is not dependent on you whatsoever. No. There's no repercussions to that person at all. Mm-hmm. So, equivalent dependency, wherever it is, whatever relationships we have, we should try to establish that equivalence because that way they are motivated to do something and you are motivated to do something for that person too at the same time. Yeah, that would be nice, but... Like the mutual self-destruction kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or okay. maybe like probably in most cases it's more like a uh, building a rapport type thing because it's like inherently I think a lot of stuff that you need from somebody, like you just need it and then, you know, they don't need anything from you. But maybe in the off chance that they will need something from you later on, like they'll do a good job or whatever. But I think a lot of stuff, like if I need something repaired, I go to the repair shop to get it repaired. Yeah. Then there, there's like no chance the repair guy is going to need something from me. <laughs> Besides like, I don't know, a good, a good review. Well, he's going to need money. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I like work stuff though, where it's all built in. Oh. Like I uh, just go to the, I'm like, Hey, some, some, some work stuff broke. I need you guys to fix it. And it's just their job to fix it. There's no yeah. equivalent dependency there. It's like, I need it fixed and then they need to fix it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of like it's almost wrapped into the idea of like karma almost. Ah, there you go. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Or like doing <clears throat> a job. Yeah, yeah, so it's so you know, karma and reputation are, I guess are kind of synonymous. I was just about to say uh, reputation in, in a workplace, yeah. that's something that's automatic that everybody has that everybody kind of cares about. Yes. Right? So when you involve a person's reputation, they're automatically invested into this relationship now. Yep. You know. But you want to have the reputation of being a person that is willing to have an equivalent dependency. Right. Yeah. 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 Something bugs me about being dependent on people. I, 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 I get what you're saying. I don't like being dependent. It's a, it's a, it's a pet peeve of mine. All right, well, maybe so. Maybe dependent not in the sense that you can't be self-sustainable, but yeah. dependent in the fact that if I need something, I can, I can depend on Mutually you. dependable. Yeah. Well, I'm down with that. So, okay, so maybe that's a better word for it. So the way the instructor phrased it too was make sure everybody has skin in the game. It's not, it's not saying you can't do your job without the rest of us, but there's got to be a penalty for everybody who who's involved in this thing together. I'm, I'm very anti-penalty. but uh, it's, it's a negative way of thinking, but it's a way to frame the effort, right? And, and the case study we did in class, and it won't take long, the case study in class was basically... This dude's got no authority, but he's got to arrange like uh, 10 or 30 stakeholders to come to an agreement on something. Okay. He has no authority over them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, what's he going to do, right? One minor thing he did was, uh, oh, sorry, uh, real quick. Of the 10 or 20 stakeholders, one of them is a really big player. They, they control a lot of money and a lot of influence, yep. right? Um, one way of thinking, common way of thinking would be like, well, let me make sure I get that person on board first and cater to that big, big stakeholder and maybe the rest will fall in line because I got to get that person. But what this uh, person did instead was didn't cater to anybody. He, he made sure everybody has skin in the game by forcing everybody to travel to a certain inconvenient location, making everybody cough up travel dollars, take time away from their office, come to this place, <laughs> you know, and that put everybody on a level set ground. Be, be, because if I had that meeting at the biggest stakeholder's place, they were like, yeah, of course you should, you know. Uh, you should be catering to me. And then that person wouldn't be feeling committed to this thing at all. They'd be like, well, I'll come to you if I can. 
Otherwise, I got my day job right here in my office, which is like 10 feet away. It's a very unsatisfying answer. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for something much better than that. Like like skin of the game? Well, wasting money to travel so that you can get your stuff or whatever. That, that didn't, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah, well, maybe that. skin of the, the game would be like. That's the whole point. You, you don't, don't like it. This, you went. You don't go to this I don't meeting. Like this money. <laughs> you're out for the next one. You know? So Yeah, I wish there was a better answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know how it feels like going on a date with me. <laughs> Just walking away like, yeah, no. Freak rabbits. What's a what's a girl you want some, uh, <laughs> you want some uh, skin in the game? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, thanks for stepping into the captain's ready room. You all. Uh, let's all get back to work. I guess. <laughs> Transfer of data is complete. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I remain Lance. I remain jokes. I remain wokes. That's pretty good, man. No, it's not. (laughs) Not bad. I'm Johnny. And I am Bo. All right. So welcome to our world-famous, internationally renowned pop culture segment. What do you guys got for us this week? Johnny. Uh, I got some exciting stuff. First, let's get the boring thing out of the way. I'll watch the post. Uh, Yeah, y'all. It was okay, not great, actually. This is a Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, Meryl Streep. Playing Julia Childs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! It was about the, the the Pentagon Papers, right? Yeah, the Pentagon Papers. Yeah, that was just boring. So I, well, I find that. So here's the thing with the post, right? I love all those actors and people or whatever. Even though Steven Spielberg kind of a creeper, turns out I don't need to go into it. Old uh, Indiana Jones stuff. Look it up. But the Pentagon Papers, I think, is a very fascinating event in history. So uh, the fact that they covered it in cinema form is uh, is good because I think that's a very interesting story. It is. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, uh, True Detective Season 3 trailer is out there. Bo, have you seen it? Who are our people? Uh, is your man? I got a lot of men. Is it all right, all right, all right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Who's it's... my man? Who is Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie, come on, man. Uh, wait, it's the... the... Wait, Anthony Mackie? No, oh, close. You're getting a little closer. He's not my man. He's closer, though. He plays a black guy, right? He, he, black detective. He, he doesn't play 60s, a black guy. Right? He is a black guy. Well, <laughs> why can't it be both? <laughs> He's from Moonlight. Uh, the swole guy from Moonlight? Say the name. Oh, oh, Marshall Ali. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's the man. He's my man. I do like him, though. Yeah, and he's got that movie coming out, too, The Green Book, which I'm uh, interested in seeing. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. That's a good story that America needs to go watch because they're trying to bring it back. Yeah. So, anyways, True Detective Season 3 is out there. Who's that, the other guy? That's the man. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I know Bo's gonna be all over it. So, me do you watch you, the Bo. show? I tried watching season two. It, season uh, two, it because it had Taylor Klitsch. Just stop casting that dude. <laughs> well, who is he? Exactly. Just He's, stop casting the guy. There was like a two year stretch of time where they put him in all the movies. You did they all take <laughs> John Carter, Battleship. They spent like five hundred million dollars um, on that John Carter movie, and it was tanked. Yeah, okay. he played Gambit in the Wolverine Origins movie. It is, yeah, whatever. Um, Unlucky. The uh, the details of the first Game of Thrones episode for the last season Ooh. is out there. It's been described as on the cover uh, of uh, Entertainment. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying it's out there and it's it's wetting my appetite and getting interested. Yeah, yeah you like that? More. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reference for states. All right. And uh, the big news for me, which is going to fall flat on most people probably, but I'm going to go there anyways. The show I am like super into right now. I haven't found a show like this. I've been so excited for for a long time. Oh wow! All right, it's on Netflix. It's called Rise 
of the phoenixes <gasps> haven't even heard of this yes it's a uh, chinese show it's got 70 episodes out there already 70 70 wow. it, it takes place back in ancient times where the emperors and and crown princes and okay. all stuff so the way i would describe it is kind of like house of cards political intrigue plotting against each other all that stuff just takes place in china back in the day and it's using subtitles but it's beautiful it's great acting great so you say sets. chinese language Chinese language, so you have to read subtitles. But it's beautiful. Check it out. The plot's super interesting. It's very how'd intricate. How did you come across this? Well, it's uh, it's it was suggested to me. It looked interesting. I got bored one night. You know, like I, I tried an, an episode, and it doesn't hurt that the lead female actress is super attractive. Um, and but once I got into it, though, the plot just sucked me right in. It was fantastic. So wow. I, I'm going nonstop on this. Would, so, I, would I like this? I would love for you to give it a try. And if you do, try to stick two episodes in. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Does uh, what's the um, what's the does it talk about like a main dynasty? Uh, they mentioned the different reigns of these empires. Um, okay. And be honest with you, I'm not sure if it's actual factual or is it is all fiction. Okay. It might be fiction. Yeah. But either way, it's entertaining. Okay, so you don't learn the name of the dynasty that's like the main dynasty in all of China? They, they mentioned it a couple of times. The I can't quite pronounce it. Okay. Yeah. So Is it a real dynasty? I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows Chinese history, right? Yeah. Chinese people, I assume. Okay, Bo? Well, so speaking about Chinese history, Ooh. right, so there is a... Um, so the History Channel used to put out uh, moderate to okay good uh, shows, right? And so whenever I have time, I don't, I don't, I can't get invested into a, a dr- dramatic series like I could. So I've been kind of on Netflix watching uh, these historical documentary kind of old history channel shows. And one of them um, was called Civilization Games. Hmm. And I watched the history of, uh, you know, Rome and the Celts. Oh, that one was boring. And then I watched the history of China. Oh. Mm. And they talked about the first emperor, emperor uh, Jin, uh, kind of thing. Um, and so that's why I was wondering because they kind of went from interesting. Yeah, so was they talked about uh, it's it's pretty good. It's they 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 focus on him because he's the first. Uh, he's the guy that united all the warring factions of China, um, and basically established the um, uh, the Chinese Empire. Even though right after he died, it, you know another dynasty basically took over all the, that whole entire area and then it's been a uh, a civilization that's been together since i want to say 300 bc or something like that hmm. so it's the longest continuous civilization so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to to uh learn about that stuff wait the, the, the thing that's going on right now is the thing that got started in 300 bc yeah gangster yeah hmm. so uh in china this is called the middle kingdom right so that's what that's what the whole entire name was um, and the other thing that I did was I got, I'm trying to get back into video games, uh, and I got a game called Total War Warhammer. Oh, yeah, Warhammer. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm kind of in the Warhammer universe, I like it. Um, but, uh, if you ever played any of the Total War games, so, I'm... Nope. Uh, it sounds like a, compu- a computer game. It is a computer game. And if you've... It's uh the the format. I really like the format of these games. They've been popular. I think I played the first Total War game back when they came out in like 2000, 2099, 2001 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they usually what they do is they pick a 
a time period and it's like a historical um you you run a campaign and uh the format of the game is it's like risk and it's like a real-time strategy at the same time so what you do is you you set turn your based up, uh kind of yeah so or like command and conquer style uh both okay so what you do is you have a turn-based thing and you you have your area that you conquer just like in risk and then you go and you find another uh army that you fight and then what you can do is you can go like in risk you can roll the dice and you can say like me or this other guy win or you can go into the battlefield and you can command your troops to go around kill them yeah yeah that's and then like route the other guy and stuff like that so you you have your archers and you're like okay get on this hill and shoot the shoot the pikemen you know kind of thing uh, me and my cousin used to get together and play Command and Conquer for days on end yeah. in high school. So if you play Command and Conquer, you play Risk. This is like a game. This is the type of games that are like right up your alley. Do you uh, like it? Are you enjoying the game? Yeah, I I, I do like it. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's not like a ring endorsement <laughs> for this China show and this gamer. Oh the oh yeah Total War. Uh, I mean Total War is such a a fantastic series. Um, fantastic. Yeah, yeah but uh, the the. I don't remember all the game mechanics right now. And so like uh whenever you conquer a new city and I'm like, why is it, why are they revolting? You know. So how do I suppress this 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 uh revolt? So <laughs> So it's kinda like stuff like that. Overwhelming force. <laughs> yeah, so you were they trying to have an election too? You're trying like, how do I suppress this election too? <laughs> it's it's, it's kinda like that. Tell them their votes don't matter. <laughs> So, if a Trump maneuver. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. And for me, I'm uh, about three quarters of the way through Daredevil season three. Mm. And I love it. Ooh. Freaking uh, Wilson Fisk is the best villain in the Marvel Universe. Really? He plays a great villain, that guy. That guy is great. Really? Yeah, better than. I, I think the only person in the running is like Thanos. <laughs> no. What about Jessica? The uh, kill Killgrave, <laughs> yeah, Killgrave. Killgrave was great, but uh, Kingpin runs circles around Killgrave. No, what about Killmonger? Killmonger's great. <laughs> Surely between Killgrave and Killmonger, the kills got it. <laughs> if you put them together, maybe. At, yeah. uh, at the risk of uh, not being invited to the cookout, I will say that I think uh, Wilson Fisk is a better villain than Killmonger. His motivations are better. Killmonger was it was just crazy. Um, anyway, he's like, hello, hello, Matthew. <laughs> it's Anyway, so that shows <laughs> like in the very beginning there was some stupid stuff that they did where it was just like none of it made any sense, and then I think they were just trying to like just get the, sh- the story going, so they just kind of made some weird choices that I didn't like, and then after that it was great. Um, that's good, and I saw the movie Mid Nineties, uh, which is Jonah Hill's directorial uh, debut, debut, uh. and I, I really liked it. It, it uh, was like a little microcosm of like. Um, Maybe five kids in California that were very steeped in skateboarding culture, and, and those friends of his are are true skateboarders too. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah, I looked it up. They're all professional, or not professional, or they're actual real skateboarders, and then they learn how to act. Okay, yeah, the skateboarding was definitely like better than the acting, but the acting was good too, though. Like it, it's one of those things where like Eminem plays a good Eminem <laughs> in, in that movie, and Eight Mile. Uh, I, yeah, so I really like that movie. Um, it's probably the last thing I saw in theaters besides um. Halloween, Halloween sucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? No, no good? Oh, It was so, I mean, it's spoiler alerts or whatever, but. I guess I'm. I died. Nah, made a lot of money. And, yeah, but all the all those garbage horror movies come out and make a bunch of money. Yeah. And nobody really considers them too hard. So, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. That's like, yeah, yes, Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. is killing it as a kingpin. Yeah. 
And uh, the other guy in True Detective is Stephen Dorff. Oh, that guy. Or uh, the villain from Blade One. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that's a little bit blowing my mind is this Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 movies. Oh, I heard the, the, the subtitle is like Avatar 2. Uh, sucking the seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's kind of funny. <laughs> the, the subtitle, it, it's it's not that, but it's very close to it. But, uh, to me, it's still wild that... How long has it been since the first Avatar movie? It might have came out in like 2005. <laughs> right, so... And we'll, we won't be getting Avatar 2 until like 2020, I believe. Okay. Right? And then, one, then 2021, and then 2024, and then 2025. Like... I don't know. It just seems weird to me that this guy is shooting all four of these movies at once, basically, and we still won't be seeing it for a couple more years. Like I've been hearing about the sequel stuff for like since since the first one was released. I mean, it was just an okay movie. I don't oh no 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 no. Bo, I'm not, Bo, why are we losing uh, our, our listeners here, man? I'm oh. not going to let you go back and rewrite history. Like Avatar was not the most okay. So to be fair, the story. Blah blah blah. Okay, not great, but Avatar in 3D on IMAX or whatever was the best experience I have had in my life going to the theater. Really? Yes, and by a large margin. Are you talking about because of the world just like popped out at you or something? The way the way they did that 3D and those those little uh, dandelions or whatever the hell that were floating around that yeah. that oh I I left out of yeah. there feeling some kind of way. I love so, yeah our, the Avatar movie experience. Okay. On DVD, not okay. as good. <laughs> I wish our listeners were here because so they can see the veins popping out of your headlands. I mean, you're you're very visceral with this reaction here. I love I love that movie going experience. Okay. Notice I'm not saying the movie itself. Like the movie itself was fine, <laughs> but if yeah. they're going to give me some anything like what I had going to the theater to see Avatar one, I am there for it. If you give me ten of them, it was great. Or you get four more, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about the right amount. <laughs> Maybe a little much actually, <laughs> but I I go see them. Uh, they're they're investing a lot though. Like they have a whole theme park and all this stuff. Well, that's going like, to be uh, Sam Worthington's comeback. <laughs> he's, he's probably an old man now. He's, like, <laughs> it's been ten years. Well, he's got my uh, girl in it. Dialogue. Uh, Zoe Zaldana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's all blue though. You like that? She's what? All blue. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think I think that's a good episode. All right. Hey, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate your support for our Patreon. Uh, page it's at patreon.com slash junto show uh, please leave us a review on itunes or wherever else you found this probably not as many places as we should be i forgot which one of us said we were going to do that uh, uh also uh, thanks for your support if you voted if you didn't vote your vote does matter i don't know how you can be smart enough to find us but not to vote blows my mind it happens uh and so until next time thank you very much for listening i'm lance i'm johnny see you next time bye Profound. Profound.